Welcome to Vision in the Valley. I'm so excited about recording for this podcast and sharing with with my loved ones and for hopefully for people who I don't even know what this journey has been like for me. But more importantly, it's something that I have to do every time I shy away from sharing it or talking about it. Um, The Lord reminds me in these wondrous ways. He is amazing in speaking our love language. And you'll hear me over the course of this episode and other episodes talking about just how amazing his love is and that love language that is just intimate between me and him. And he speaks to all of us in a special way. And as we go through this journey together, I'll kind of remind you of your your own love language or in some cases, maybe identify for you what those love languages are. But it's certainly up to you to connect with it and then to walk in your purpose once you realize what the message is. And I'm sure without a doubt, there is a message. I am a dreamer and there are a few episodes that I've already recorded that will talk to dreaming. And and when I mean dreaming, I mean in a literal sense of being asleep and receiving vision in my dreams. But I'm also a dreamer in the waking life in that I believe that all things are possible through the Lord. I, I believe it. I know it. I've seen it. I'm walking in it. I'm living in it. I'm driving in it. And that is for other episodes as well. I don't want to share too much because today I wanted to talk about yet another dream that I had. Uh, So I'm going to step back for just a second and say that a couple episodes ago, I realized that the way I was recording my podcast didn't transfer well, and I'll just leave it at that. And so I'd already recorded 20, 20 plus episodes and was very happy that I was kind of ahead of the schedule. And it bothered me that now I'm not in that place. So I I had, I took a, I took some time off, (laughs) but I'm back and I'm recording again. And one of the reasons why it was a push to do it is because my dreams won't stop. They don't they don't stop. And I'm, now I'm talking about the dreams I have when I'm asleep. So this dream is uh, really intense. I, I felt like I do in, in, in my dreams. I can feel, I can, I can smell, I can taste the emotions. I can feel physically and I can feel it in the emotions. And so in this dream, I was asleep in a room, I must have had my eyes closed because I could hear voices before I could see anyone. And then, you know, while my eyes were closed, I could hear a lady saying, push, push, push. And another lady saying, it's, it's almost here. It's almost here. Or or even she may have said they're almost here. I can't really remember. Um, It was a couple of days ago that I had the dream. And so I opened my eyes And when I looked around, there was only me and then there was a lady and she had just given birth to twins and the nurse was talking, talking to her and uh, was after saying what she said to her, she was going to walk past me. I I stopped her like, where, where am I? What's going on here? 
And she stopped and she said, you're in the hospital. And I was confused. And I remember saying to her, well, was there an accident? Like, why am I in the hospital? And she brushed past me. And I I was telling a friend about this dream. And uh, I said, it was almost as if maybe I had been asking her the same question, you know, day after day, like, because she she didn't seem alarmed by it. She didn't seem intrigued by by any of it. It was just like, let me just go on about my business. So I got up from the bed or table or whatever it was, and I didn't feel right. So I'm, I walked out of the room. And again, I noticed that there was no one else in that room except for me and the lady with the two the twins. I, I saw the twins. I saw the lady, no one that I knew. One was in her arm and one was in the bassinet. And that was all that was in that room. And so I walked out in the hallway and I knew that someone would be stopping me. So I was very gingerly approaching the hallway. I was trying to, I was trying to figure it out. Let me, let me see what's going on up in here. And so I'm looking down the hallway and I see people moving about. There are lots of people like they're, they're all about doing their thing. And so I decide to make it to the exit and I'm gingerly approaching, creeping to the exit because I don't want someone to stop me. No one did. No one attempted to stop me. No one even looked my way, but I felt like I had been there because I was being kept. A nurse was in the hallway and I said, how long have I been here? And she was like, since October or since December, something like that. And when she said that, me knowing that in real life, we're definitely in the month of February because I just did a big thing about two, 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 two. And I, so I know that's not right, but it feels real. So I said, and what, what is it now? What is, she said, it's October. So I think I had been in there since December and now it was October and I could not, I couldn't believe it. And so this is very funny. I, the night before in real life, I had, I was preparing for work and I was sleeking my ponytail back. And you know, we wear those when we go to the salon, you'll put those wraps around to keep your head, your hair molded back and you get on the dryer. So I had just put two of those bands on and wrapped my scarf on, put my bonnet on and went to bed. So in the dream, I could I was like reaching for my head, maybe to scratch my head in confusion or something. And I felt the little crinkly, uh, <laughs> you know, the feel of the, of that rap. Like I told you, I can feel in my dreams. I got to the, before I got out to the door, I, I remember this feeling of like a abandonment, this, this, this keen sense of abandonment. Like I've been here this long and no one came to get me. No one checked on me. No one. What is like, what I have, I have people who would check on me. I may not have hundreds and hundreds, but I've got people who would definitely come and check on me. How, how could I have been left here all of this time? And then I still have this thing on my head from, from when I put it on, you know, it's just like, what is happening? And so I, I get to the doorway and I see this lady who's a familiar face. She's a familiar face to me in the dream. I don't know her in real life, but I had a sense that she knew me and that I knew her. 
And so as I'm walking out the door, she's like right there. She could really be someone who's going to try to keep me in. But she said to me, she remembered me and she was coming to get me. And I remember in that moment feeling again this this abandonment because here this lady is coming to get me. I'm happy that she's coming to get me because no one else has. But at the same time, no one else has. So I felt like, you have you ever felt that where you, you're happy, but you, it kind of makes you sad when you think about it because where's my family and where are my friends? So we walk outside of this hospital and now we're on the sidewalk and I'm looking at her and there's nothing really familiar about her, but I know she, she comes in, in good faith and her energy is good. And I'm like, okay, she's going to help me. She's going to help me. So I, we're on the sidewalk and she's like, you, they left this thing on your head. And I was like, oh, I know I felt it. Uh, can you take it off? And she was pulling it off, pulling it off. And I heard it like ripping. And then when she had it in front of me, my hair was like, attached to it and I it looked like my hair we all know how our hair our curl pattern thinness the fineness the thickness of it it was my hair and I'm thinking to myself oh my gosh they didn't not only was I left abandoned by my my people but the people who were caring for me didn't even care enough I was neglected that they wouldn't even take this thing off my head like how hard would that have been to take this thing off and so she said uh, some man walked up to her and was going to give her a mirror so that I could see myself. And I said, no, I I don't want to see. I I know looking at all that hair on this thing right here, I don't want to see it. That will make me miserable. I no. So she's like, well, let's get you, let's get you up and let's get you into the car. And that's where the guy was going to get the car or whatever. So I stood up and I realized in that moment, she was like, I have to help you. You can't walk alone. Like you are, like I was disabled in a way. And, I, and then the chair now was a wheelchair. And so when I stood up and started to take the walk, even with her assistance, I felt the weight of those movements, the pain, they were pain. They were, it was labored. I took a step and my body ached. The torso of my body and my shoulders ached from the movement of the step. Not so much my legs, but the upper part of my body. And it was so weird because I'd not experienced that before. I took another step and the same thing was happening. And I'm thinking to myself, what is going on? Like, no one's told me about an accident. And I had been having dreams about accidents. I'm like, is this, did it really happen? Everything was so real. There was nothing that would have given me any inclination that it was a dream. And sidebar, I do have some dreams where I know that I'm dreaming. So I'm walking and the pain was so intense and I could feel it. it. That's something that, that's probably the thing that will resonate in my mind when I think about this dream is because I could feel the weight of each step. It was this labored thing. And then suddenly I stopped on the middle of the sidewalk with this lady on one side and this man who I really never saw his face on the other side. I said, wait a minute, this, this is not me. This is not my life. And I started to... <laughs> I looked out onto the street and there were people going their way, doing their thing. 
And I started to like beckon them, like, come, come here, come here, come here. And as I beckoned them, they were actually coming. And I had no idea what I was calling them for, but I moved in that moment with that feeling that I had. And as I moved, now I'm walking like I walk. No limp, no intensity in laboring, laboring movements, just walking. So I, I'm beckoning people from across the street now, like, come, come, come. And I'm looking ahead to see where I'm taking them because I have no idea at this moment where we're about to go. While I'm doing this, I'm saying to myself, what are you about to say to these people? Because now we've got people who are really responding <laughs> to you. What you. Girl, what are you about to say? What are you about to say? So I looked ahead and then there was a church with stairs. So okay, I'm like, oh, that's a good, that's a good um, meeting place. We'll go there. We'll go on the outside of there. So I'm walking and people are gathering and I go up the stairs. Now I'm on a platform looking down at them and... Um, immediately the words that came out of my mouth, hi, I'm a dreamer. And the Lord speaks to me in my dreams. That's what was said in my, in my dream. And there was no shyness. There was no ailments. There was no, just let me tell you about what. So once I got there, I realized I was supposed to testify about just a while ago, I was disabled. I wasn't able to move on my own. I was left abandoned in the hospital for what, almost a year, 10 months. That was going to be my testimony. But when I started to share with the crowd and they're, and they're, 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 they're flowing with me as I'm talking to them, I could see them. They're really engaged to me, right? I zoomed in on one individual It was a man, an older man, and his eyes were gray, grayish. And they reminded me, when I woke the next day after everything had happened, I was trying to decipher and discern what the dreams were about. I'm kind of getting a little ahead of myself, but I thought that me zooming in on this one man was like you and your romantic life. When you zoom in, things go off course, but that's not the case. The guy was an older guy, and he he actually had like cataracts. You know how when you look at a person who's got that glazed over cataract grayish and look to their eye or that's what he had. And so when I zoomed in on him, it, it stopped me. It, it, it stopped me. And then I, instead of flowing like I was with the crowd, I now had something that was keeping me from speaking. I couldn't open my mouth all the way. I couldn't, the words were not coming out. And I just started to leap uh, in victory, like I, I, I just, with joy, like the spirit had overwhelmed me. I just started leaping, and the crowd is like, a, like a, at a concert because they, as, as, as if they know what the leap was. It was a testimony. I could no longer talk, but the testimony was now in my movement because I could not walk a minute ago, but now I'm jumping and leaping. And when I jumped, the thing that I noticed in, in this part of the jump, it was like weightless. There was no gravity. My legs went all the way up like a commercial slow motion. And I did this several times. So at the end of the dream, I realized a couple things. And I, I try my best to to zoom in on myself after the dream. And I try to go to go from the very beginning. So that room where I felt abandoned and left and discarded 
really was a birthing place. That lady had just given birth to twins. And once you birth that thing, you don't stay in that place. You don't stay. Glory be to God. I'm feeling very um, thankful in this moment. When you give birth, some of us uh, mothers, when you've given birth, you don't stay in that birthing room. You move, you move forward. And the thing I had given birth to obviously was not there because I was there alone. Whereas she had just birthed her twins and they were with her. That makes sense. And the nurses probably had seen me when I had given birth to that thing earlier. And I'm still sitting here. Like, what are you still doing here? What are you still doing here? This room was meant for this purpose. And now you move forward. So I thought about me and once I realized I was supposed to create this podcast and share with you his good word and, and th- his vision and, and how he's changed my life and, and just day-to-day things that are just so amazing. It's as if if I don't do that, it's as if I've given birth to this great thing because now I know about it and I've given birth to it, but I'm still stuck in this place. The person who met me at the door was that that friend who someone talked me up or she remembered me. So it wasn't that we had this long-term relationship. She remembered me. And I know that there are things that we do in our lives that we, we're going to do just because it's the right thing to do. And it may impact the person in a great way. She remembered me, so she came for me. And then the laboring of the walk, all I can think of is that when you feel abandoned, when you feel neglected, when you feel isolated, we that's like a disability in and of itself. It keeps you from moving forward. That fear keeps you from moving forward. So I was trapped in this room, this birthing room, far too long. And being trapped in it debilitated my, my body. I was not able to move like I was supposed to because I was in a space that I was I had already should have already moved on from. And so the laboring walk was just in connection with being in one place where I should have been moving. I should have been moving my legs. I should have been talking to people. I should have been moving forward. And so that one person that I needed to greet me, I, I got out of the room on my own. And could have gotten out of the room on my own months and months and months before. There was no one keeping me there. I'm I'm creeping. And as I said, gingerly approaching the door. No one cared about me staying in that room. They weren't trying to keep me there. I was there. And I got to the doorway. And there was someone who the Lord sent for me. Who remembered me. Who was not my friend. So maybe your blessing. Maybe your encouragement will come in the form of someone who is not your family, who is not your friend, but he's sending someone to remember you and help you out of that thing. She was going to assist me into that next stage. And when I had that assistance, when I had that partnership of someone to help me, I realized that, hold on, that's not my life. I, I can do more than this. Right. And that's what that moment on that sidewalk was about. And I turned into started to walk in my purpose. So when I got to the the, the top of that platform to speak to the crowd, I was walking in my purpose. When I zoomed in on one person, it stopped. It made me think I could hear my voice 
talking to these people. This is the second time that that's happened to me in a dream. And when that happened, I zoomed in and then it stopped. So I I keep saying to myself, you're supposed to walk in the purpose. You're supposed to do the thing. Don't get stuck on what one person's, how one person's looking at you or the feeling that you get from one person's opinion, but do the thing you were called to do because there were hundreds of people listening to me and, and much of which I didn't know what I was going to say before I got there, but the Lord fed me with what I was going to say. And when I zoomed in on that one thing, it took away the power, the power of my speech, the power of my testimony, and I lost sight of it. So I just wanted to share that with you because I know that we go through that's, that was the dream, but in real life, as I've created this podcast and I've got so much good information to share so much that some of it is kind of like, man, if you share that with them, they're going to say this. If you share that with them, they're going to say that they're going to look at you differently. And then that took my voice away essentially. Right. It made me feel like, Ooh, maybe I shouldn't say this. Maybe I should just continue saying this to my friend or two or my daughters or my sons and let that be the end of it. And then That's like that one person part, but I'm supposed to speak to a larger group, share this good news with a larger audience. And so I will not be handicapped. I will not be disabled and I will not be left in the birthing room when it, when the thing has been birthed, has been born. Cause there were some labor pains that went through that came before this. And now that that birth has happened, I need to move into into my purpose. And I just encourage you to do exactly that. Don't let your own fear, the opinions of others, or the anxiety stop you from walking. You will not be crippled in that way. You will not be left abandoned that way because whoever cannot connect with you on your journey The Lord is going to send someone to remember you and to help you into your next and look for those intimate love language messages that are coming. Mine come in dreams. Who knows how yours come? Yours may come in dreams as well, but be mindful of it. Stay encouraged and walk in your purpose. And I cannot wait to talk to you soon.